Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're chasing down the science behind the fastest animal on the planet. It's up high in the sky, now it's diving like a speeding bullet. It's a peregrine falcon. We're going to discover how peregrines hit speeds over 200 miles per hour, and how scientists are studying the falcons in order to reveal the secrets of fast flight. Before we get to this week's episode, we've got a few things to take care of. First, we want to let you know that our audio course is finally out on Himalaya Learning. The Wildlife of Your Home pod course is a 10-episode series that will train you to become an indoor wildlife investigator, a rare kind of scientist. You'll learn about ecosystems by discovering the unknown creatures you wake up with every day. It's available right now on learning.himalaya.com tumble. If you enroll now, you'll get a free 14-day trial on the Himalaya Learning platform. And next, we got some new patrons to thank. Roland, Bridger, happy belated birthday on August 2nd, Bridger. Your dad loves you and loves all the adventures you go on. Isaac and Aurora Lang, Ian Skinner, Aaron, Holly, and Charlotte. And Charlotte, happy birthday on August 15th. Keep learning and asking questions. Your mommy loves you. And also Cleo Chan Testa. Keep learning and shining and happy birthday on August 21st. There are also some more not-new patrons with birthdays coming up. Persephone Schmitter, happy birthday on August 14th. Leo Liked Gould, happy birthday on August 15th. Your parents love you and are so grateful for you. Catherine, happy birthday on August 16th. Emma Kay, happy birthday on August 21st. Mom and Dad are always so proud of you. Julian Butel, happy birthday on August 21st. Thanks to all of you and to everyone who supports Tumble on Patreon. If you'd like to get a shout-out like these people, or get a happy birthday wish from yours truly on our podcast, just go to patreon.com slash tumblepodcast and pledge at the $5 level or higher. Once again, that's patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. Today's question comes from Henry. My name is Henry. I'm five years old. My question is, how do peregrine falcons dive down so fast? Like, how do they dive? Like, off a high dive into a pool? Do they put on little, like, bathing caps? <laughs> no, Henry's talking about how they dive from the sky. The move that has earned the peregrine falcon the title of fastest animal in the world. When peregrines spot potential prey, they go into a dive, plummeting from the sky in a high-speed chase. They can get up to 220 miles per hour or 360 kilometers per hour. So Henry has an idea of how peregrines win this ultimate animal race. Their wings are very light and their bodies don't carry as much air so they can lift up very fast and they can try to float, but they really can go faster than an eagle. That's really fast. Like, I don't think I've personally ever been faster than an eagle. (laughs) Except when you're on an airplane. Yeah, true. Or at doing math problems. (laughs) We're going to find out if Henry's on the right track and discover how and why scientists are investigating the mysteries of bird flight. But first, let's ask our listeners, how do you think the fastest bird in the world flies so fast?
Yeah, so a peregrine falcon is uh, well, nature's fastest predator. It's actually probably the fastest animal on earth. That's Graham Taylor. I'm Graham Taylor. I'm professor of mathematical biology at the University of Oxford. Graham looks at the math behind animal flight, and peregrines are among his most impressive subjects. It looks then very, very sleek. So if you see this bird flying around, shoot, it almost has a look like a, a kind of anchor as it's got its wings stuck out. But the kind of classic view of a peregrine is this amazing behaviour that they do, which is to, to stoop down upon their prey from a great height. A stoop is the special name for a falcon's dive. And like Graham said, they look really good as they do it. Peregrines are about the size of a crow, but they stand out with their coat of gray feathers and striped gray and white underparts. Um, did you just say underpants? They're wearing underpants? <laughs> striped gray and white underpants? You can get a Calvin Klein for only $9.99. No, I said underparts. Oh. Underparts. <laughs> underparts. <laughs> That's like the feathers on their bellies and legs. But to be honest, they kind of do look like they're wearing these like fluffy striped bloomers. Gray and white striped underpants and uh, some wing feathers. Peregrine Falcon Halloween costume just did that for you. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Maybe you'll want to add a shirt to that, too. (laughs) However fluffy or underparted peregrines might be, Graham has to think of them scientifically. We do work with nice, nice fluffy animals. We even have your favorites. But at the same time, to understand them in a way that isn't fluffy as far as the science is concerned. No fluffy science. So so what's the hard science of how they fly so fast? Well, there's a simple answer, and then there's what I'm calling the deep dive answer. You mean deep stoop? Exactly. Let's start with the simple one first. It really comes down to being streamlined so that you don't have too much uh, drag, which is pulling you back and slowing you down. Being streamlined so you don't have too much drag? What, what does that mean? It means having a body shape that air can flow smoothly over, helping you go faster. So if you imagine sticking your hand out the window of a car as you're driving along, then you'll feel the pressure of the air on your on your hand, and that's that's a drag force. Yeah, like so how the air pushes your hand back and like you kind of have to fight against it. Yeah, and for less drag or pushback, you need that streamlined shape. In a dive, the peregrine's body kind of looks like a teardrop. It's rounded in the front and tapered into a fine point in the back. So Henry's right that the body's not kind of dragging lots of air in a way that is kind of trying to slow the peregrine down. So it's just designed to fall super fast. Well, peregrines are not just falling from the sky. They're also flapping their wings while they dive. At the beginning of the dive, they might actually start flapping. So you'll see this peregrine flying at full pelt straight towards the ground, which looks crazy. Their wings are designed to work under extreme pressure. And if you want to beat your wings very fast, then you need them to be nice and lightweight. Okay, so it comes down to just two things, a streamlined body and lightweight wings. There we go. All done. Show over. You also have to get your internal systems lined up to function at high speed. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if you dropped me out of the sky, I would not function too well at 200 miles an hour. Yeah, you'll get your cheeks flapping like crazy. Okay, so you're saying peregrine falcons don't have flappy cheeks. (laughs) No. Unfortunately, they can't store any nuts. (laughs) Just like you can. (laughs) (laughs) Snacks for later. (laughs) All right. 
Well, you've got to be built or evolved for speed, which we both are not. So (laughs) that's the simple answer to Henry's question. But now we get to that deep dive answer. Graham and his colleagues all know how peregrines are built for speed, but they want to know why do they dive so fast in the first place? One of the things that my group studied recently was why it helps to be diving very fast. Like, what do they mean why it helps to be diving fast? It's just the faster the better. You want to be fast so you can catch the things. Well, fast is better up to a point. Because in some ways you might think that diving fast makes it harder to turn quickly. It's like if you start going too fast downhill on a bike, like, it's just hard to control. Right. It's harder to make quick turns without falling. But peregrines are not only diving fast from a great height, they're following a moving target that's trying its hardest to avoid getting eaten. So they've got to be super speedsters, but also champion chasers at the same time. That's the big puzzle. So to find out how they do it, Graham looks at falcons as equations. Falcon equals x plus 2. What is x? x is an eagle. The world works on the basis of physical laws that you can write down as mathematical equations. I've never thought of a falcon as an equation just flying through the sky, but I guess I will now. (laughs) A falcon is a whole set of equations. And that may sound complicated, but it's actually a much simpler way to look at how peregrines do what they do. That allows you then to look at problems that might seem like they're slightly different, but actually realize that underlying them all uh, are some quite simple common principles. So if you strip away all the feathers, falcons are just physics. That's really interesting, but... How do you turn a bird with fluffy underpants into an equation? Fluffy underparts, underparts. Well, I'm sticking with this underpants thing. (laughs) Well, to answer your question, you start by putting a backpack on it. So typically what you would do is you would have a bird that's trained in the sense of being used to being with humans, and they will allow you to put a little backpack on them. Wait, a a backpack? So the peregrine's like, got my little camping gear. Maybe it keeps a, like, portable fork and knife once it catches a bird. (laughs) It's ready for the camp out. No, the backpacks hold a GPS unit, also useful for camping. But this one feeds information to an app on a scientist's phone. And so you can sit there and watch your bird flying around uh, at great height. And you can see exactly where it is on a map on your phone, and the the app that's on the phone will actually tell you exactly how fast the bird's flying. That's how Graham gets a lot of the numbers that allow him to understand the trajectory, or the path, of the diving bird. But he also wanted to understand what a bird sees, like what kind of information it's gathering to navigate to its target. One of the ways that we do this is to put miniature cameras, a bit like a GoPro, um, on the back of the peregrine, or even on its head if it's a very small camera. And that allows us then to see a kind of bird's eye view of the attack from the perspective of the peregrine. This is making me think that like the whole point of this experiment was just someone wanted to put a GoPro on a peregrine falcon's head. The videos are really cool to watch. It's kind of like a skydiver jumping out of a plane, but at the end, They have a lot more control, and the peregrines just snatch their target right out of the sky. It's like having a falcon's eye view. 
So besides being really cool to look at, like what do these videos tell Graham? So if you know where a bird's head is pointing, you know what it's looking at. And this gives you a really interesting insight into how the bird is seeing the world. What Graham is trying to do is to get all the information he possibly can about how the falcon flies and how it spots and chases its prey. And he puts all that into numbers and equations to build a computer simulation. Yeah, you can imagine it like building a video game in which the players of the video game are the computer itself. One of those players is the falcon and the other one is the prey that it's chasing after. So it's just like the popular goat simulator app, except instead of pretending to be a goat, you get to be a much cooler animal than that. And you're in a high-speed life and death chase. Yeah, that sounds pretty fun. I would play it. Yeah. In the computer, uh, make a kind of virtual world that the, the bird is flying through, and you make it chase after its target as quickly as it possibly can, and you put into that all of the maths of the physics that uh, kind of limits what it can do. So playing his video game, Graham and his colleagues discovered that flying fast doesn't hurt the falcon's ability to chase. In fact, it helps. So what we found was that by diving very fast, a peregrine is able to generate enough force on its wings to allow it to do the very rapid maneuvers that it needs to be able to do to catch its prey. When the prey was flying in a straight, easy path, the falcons only needed to go 150 kilometers an hour. But if its target was flying faster and actively trying to avoid getting captured, the falcons did their best at speeds up to 360 kilometers per hour. So the more force they have on their wings, the quicker they can turn. Right. And Graham can prove that by learning the equation that rules how they navigate. For his next experiment, he used real-life birds chasing fake prey, a drone that also had a GPS on it. And so what we can do is we can if you like, measure the angle between the line from the peregrine to the target, we can measure that like a compass bearing. And if you include that in the model, you can actually then just write down a very simple mathematical formula that then predicts how the peregrine should turn. Well, so they're using the equation to predict the peregrine's path using the numbers from the GPS units. Say that 10 times fast. Predict the peregrine's path. <laughs> right. And then they check their work. And then we compare that with what we actually measured. And when you see a close fit between the model and the measurements, then you know that you're on the right track. Graham and his colleagues found something surprising. The equation they came up with that rules how peregrines dive at a target is the exact same equation used for guided missiles. Whoa, so these birds are just missiles. Animal missiles. And we know that missiles need speed in order to turn. That's really interesting. So is the idea here that we can use Falcon math to engineer our own flying things? That's exactly the idea. When you look at what birds are capable of doing, it far exceeds anything that we can do at the moment with engineered aircraft. Taking inspiration from nature, in this case, how the peregrine dives so fast, is called biomimicry or bio-inspired engineering. Basically, they're figuring out how to steal a falcon's moves to make cooler aircraft. Yeah, and that's a dream job for Graham. When I was a kid, I wanted to be one of two things, really. I either wanted to travel around the world and be a kind of wildlife photographer or filmer, 
or I wanted to design aeroplanes. And what I've ended up doing is creating a career that combines both. I'll bet he couldn't have expected to be filming from a falcon's eye view. Or that he would be a mathematician. Graham told me that when he was a kid in school, he actually wasn't that great at math, or maths, as they would say in British English. Don't think of myself as someone who came through school obviously being a mathematician. It's just that the way that science works is that you need to be prepared to learn things that are sometimes outside of your comfort zone and to embrace that because that then allows you to, to make progress that you could never make otherwise. know how scientists figured out how peregrines dive so fast, can you think about other animals mathematically? Like how a rabbit hops, or a duck paddles, or an antelope runs. How could the hidden math behind their movement inspire new designs for things humans can engineer? Thanks to Graham Taylor, professor of mathematical biology at Oxford University. And thanks to Henry for his excellent question. If you'd like to hear more from our interview with Graham Taylor, we have a special bonus episode available on Patreon. To listen to this and other exclusive scientist interviews, sign up to become a patron for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. For more resources about peregrine falcons and animal flight, check out our blog at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Sarah Robertson Lentz is our head of partnerships. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I wrote and produced this show. And I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I made all the music. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more stories of science discovery.